All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Thursday, December 3rd. So a lot of stimulus news has come out this week. Just to catch you up, on Monday night, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer sent a new stimulus proposal to Mitch McConnell for his review. We don't know exactly what is in that new proposal, hasn't been released yet, but anonymous sources say that Pelosi's and Schumer's new proposal that they sent to McConnell totals about $1.3 trillion. The following day, Tuesday, that bipartisan group of senators released their $908 billion package that we've been talking about all this week. If you want to know what's in that package, check out my first video from Tuesday. But basically, for the people, it has $300 a week for unemployment from December through March and no stimulus checks. Also on Tuesday, Mitch McConnell released his new stimulus package, which absolutely sucks. It has no weekly unemployment boost and no stimulus checks. Yesterday, however, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin said that the White House backs McConnell's new offer. Also yesterday, Pelosi and Schumer said that they view the bipartisan $908 billion offer as the basis for stimulus negotiations during the lame duck session. Yes, the one for less than $1 trillion, does, that does not include stimulus checks. I was shocked at this news yesterday from Pelosi and Schumer, quite frankly, because after months of rejecting Mnuchin at $1.8, maybe even $1.9 trillion, and remember, Mnuchin's proposal included stimulus checks and unemployment at $400 a week. They rejected that, and after rejecting the Problem Solvers Caucus proposal at $1.5 trillion and possibly more because it included automatic boosters, such as a potential third round of stimulus checks, after rejecting those two proposals, the Chief Dems have now, at the final hour, described a measly $908 billion proposal that does not include stimulus checks as the basis for lame duck stimulus negotiations, while reportedly concurrently submitting their own new proposal at one3 if they were willing to cave, they should have caved long ago, over the summer, not on December 2nd, with only a handful of congressional working days left, and weeks before a cliff when unemployment will end for many, along with other relief measures, such as the CDC's eviction moratorium, student loan forbearance options, etc. In these negotiations, I'm convinced that for these politicians, it's less about what's doing best for the people, and more about trying to make the other side look bad. And let's be real here, Mitch McConnell already does a pretty good job of making himself look bad. I mean, Exhibit A, the summer skinny bill. Exhibit B, the autumn skinny bill. Exhibit C, the new proposal with no stimulus checks or supercharged unemployment. No state and local for Nancy Pelosi. He's doing pretty well at making himself look bad on his own. Pelosi did not need to play these games, but she did. Maybe because of the election, I don't know. But now she's at the point where she has completely caved and abandoned the principles that she had erected and held fast to for so long, for months. She would get on TV, release statements saying, we need $2.2 trillion to honor our heroes, to crush the virus, to put money in the pockets of working families. I'm obviously paraphrasing here. She would say that anything less than that is insufficient and does not adequately meet the needs of the American people. You've read the statements. You've seen the Pelosi clips. That's been her messaging for the better part of half a year. And she even even went so far as to say that the hundreds of thousands of Americans who have passed away as a result of COVID-19 would not have passed away since May if Republicans had just gotten on board with the HEROES Act that was passed in the House uh, in May. She made her position, her political position, almost an ethical and moral principle. She's abandoned all that and Schumer with her with this statement from yesterday that calls this $908 billion thing with no stimulus checks, with less than $400 billion in new money, according to Mitt Romney, the new basis for negotiations. And plus, this thing has liability protections in it. Wasn't that a poison pill to Pelosi? I mean, sure, it's only six months in here, not the five years that Mitch originally wanted, but isn't it about the principle of the thing, Nancy? Now, is this $908 billion proposal 
and maybe then some, right? Uh, you know, if it even passes, which is not guaranteed at all, is this all we can hope for during the lame duck? Maybe. Maybe it is, but if it is, it's a lot less than the American people deserve. We do know that in Pelosi's and Schumer's statement yesterday, they said that there is room for improvement in this thing, so they might want to throw some more in there, hopefully stimulus checks, right? Speaking of Schumer, yesterday on the Senate floor, he said that McConnell should not waste the Senate's time on another inadequate partisan proposal and instead should sit down with Democrats to begin a true bipartisan effort to quickly meet the needs of the country. And even beyond the bipartisan group that is beyond this new proposal, there are some senators, both Democrats and Republicans, who seem to be supporting it. Democrats Chris Murphy and Mark Kelly hinted that they would support this thing, as did Republicans Shelley Moore Capito and Rob Portman. Well, at least Portman called it the basis for getting something done before the end of the year. So support is growing, actually, for this bipartisan proposal. Is it enough support, though? What kind of improvements do Pelosi and Schumer want? That is yet to be seen. However, there's not a lot of time, folks. Mitch McConnell, of course, has not expressed any support for this new bipartisan proposal, but there is one Republican, Josh Hawley, who said this week that we need stimulus checks. Yes, this week, Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri tweeted, any COVID relief bill needs to include direct payments to families and individuals in need. Amen to that, Josh. Steny Hoyer, the House Majority Leader and the number two House Democrat, said this morning on the Dem Caucus call that they will not go home until they pass COVID-19 legislation. Those are nice words, but of course we've heard them before, haven't we? Hoyer said the same thing about an omnibus final appropriations bill. Joe Biden yesterday in a virtual event he held on the economic impact of COVID-19 said that any lame duck stimulus package is only going to be a down payment on what's going to happen early next year. We know Biden wants big stimulus when he's in office. How big can he get? That will probably depend on those Georgia runoffs and who ultimately controls the Senate. He said that his team is already working on what he will put forward in the next Congress to address the economic crisis and the COVID crisis. He described some of the priorities that he's looking for for uh, stimulus next year. He talked about housing relief. He said that no one should worry about losing their home or being evicted until the COVID crisis is over. He did talk about unemployment. He talked about the supercharged unemployment. He described it as the unemployment with the $600 kick in. He said $600. He might push for that amount, but that might be a tough sell in the Senate. Because remember, even if Dems win both of those Senate races, right, making the makeup of the Senate 50-50 with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker, you still need 60 votes in the Senate to get cloture and avoid a filibuster. So even if Dems control the Senate, just like how Republicans control the Senate now, there would still have to be at least some bipartisan support for any stimulus bill to make it through the Senate. And I think 600 a week, that would be a tough, tough sell for that many Republicans to go along with it in such a close Senate split. Biden also talked about the SNAP program, food stamps, right? He talked about small business relief, particularly for safe COVID practices. The way he described the small business relief pertaining to COVID, he said, it shouldn't be a loan. It should be a guarantee. He seemed to be implying that the government should give small businesses money to implement best practices with respect to protecting customers and employees from COVID-19. He mentioned specifically things like ventilation and dividers and things like that. Biden also said we're likely to lose another 250,000 people to COVID-19 between now and January. I'm guessing that he meant in both December and January, not before January, because if he meant before January, then over 8,000 people would have to be dying per day of COVID-19 to hit that. So I'm guessing he meant between now and the end of January. I think that's probably what he meant, given some comments by the CDC director that I will tell you about in a second. 
So transition to COVID-19, we had 199,988 new COVID-19 cases yesterday with 2,885 deaths. And look at that hospitalization figure, 100,226. Johns Hopkins University actually said that in a single 24-hour period recently, there were over 3,000 deaths. That's a huge number. Yesterday, the CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, said that he believes the next few months are going to be the most difficult time in the public health history of this nation. And that's quite a claim, given what happened 100 years ago with the 1918 flu pandemic. He said that by February, 450,000 Americans may have died in total from COVID-19. I believe this is probably the estimate that Biden was referencing and backing into. But Dr. Redfield said that mitigation works, masks, social distancing, and all that. But he said it's not going to work if only half of Americans do what we need to do. He said it probably won't work if even only three quarters of Americans do what we need to do, who's kind of implying that we need everybody on board with this or it's just going to get worse. Also, three former presidents of the United States, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton, have said that they would be willing to publicly receive a COVID-19 vaccine to increase confidence in its safety. Also, just briefly on jobless claims, initial claims for jobless benefits fell by 75,000 from the week prior to 712,000 for the week ended November 28th. Keep in mind, however, that last week included Thanksgiving. Also, there were additionally 288,000 initial PUA claims for that week. All right, everybody, that is my update for today. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye.